Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I am John Lerito, your host today, this afternoon, and tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day after that. So um, I remember, and those of you who um, are probably 40 and above, you may remember this guy. Um and I'm just going to describe this infomercial and then I'm going to tell you who the guy was. But I remember this infomercial where this guy was at the uh, front of the you know studio, whatever. And there's an audience full of people. It's probably 200 people or 300 people. And he was pitching a program called Mega Memory. For those of you who remember, you may remember and visualize this Mega Memory. And basically what it was was some kind of I, I can't even remember if it was a. Uh, process or a pill or something that you took that supposedly gave you incredible memory. And this guy who was a very charismatic, very confident, good looking guy who was pitching this product um, was talking about the impact of it. And what he was doing is he would take questions from the audience. And so they'd have random people's hands come up and he'd be like, uh, yes, Bill in the back. And Bill would be like, oh, yeah, hey, that, that is me. Uh, yeah, so my question is this. And then he'd go on to the next one. He'd say, Nancy, uh, over in the back. And and the point is, he did this for probably 10 to 12 different questions. And the point was, he demonstrated that he had memorized, supposedly, everybody's name in the studio audience. And literally, you know, point to person. He might have even gone through like a whole row of people. Yeah, Tommy, Nancy, Sally, Sarah, Karen, whatever. Um And I did, I remember thinking, okay, wow. And this was probably, I don't know, I was a teenager at this point. Um, And I remember thinking, wow, this is amazing. Because, of course, you believe everything that you see. And uh, I remember being just totally awestruck. And uh, so I'm sitting there, you know, maybe a few months later, or I can't remember, maybe it was a year later. And I see this other infomercial. Apparently, at that age, I watched, watched a lot of infomercials. And it was for a product called, um, it was it was a program, I think it was Nutrition for Life or something. And it was all about weight loss secrets they don't want you to know. Ooh, the secret behind weight loss. Secrets they don't want you to know. If you found out about these secret weight loss strategies, you would take over the world. But I'm going to share it with you in one book for $99.99. Anyways, it was the same guy. It's the same guy who did the mega memory. And I'm like, wait a sec. Um, I Weren't you the guy that was pitching the memory thing? And now you're talking about weight loss? I don't get it. I, I, they don't have anything to do with each other. Are you still doing the mega memory thing? Are you the me- mega memory guy? Am I mixing these guys up? Sure enough, I look up this guy. His name is Kevin Trudeau. Now, some of you may know that name. And sure enough, it was the same guy. Same kind of charismatic, confident way. No mention of mega memory. 
Now his life was about this true passion, his his absolute obsession with weight loss and the, and and exposing the secrets that nobody wants you to know about weight loss. All right, well, I guess mega memory is forgotten. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, anyway, so again, uh, maybe a few months later, I'm watching this thing and there's now a... Um, uh, a a something called IPT, which I, I forget what it was, international pool tournament or something like that. It was billiards, and it was run by this guy, Kevin Trudeau. Now he's doing billiards tournaments. What does that have to do with mega memory and weight loss? I don't get it. Is this just now a side thing? But this is his life now is billiards tournaments. And their claim to fame was they were going to have the highest prize money ever heard of. Certainly in the sport of billiards, it was just just totally off the charts, the amount of prize money. And it was drawing everybody to this sport. Well, needless to say, um, it ended up ending as a catastrophe. They couldn't pay out the prize money that they promised and all this kind of stuff. Anyways, fast forward. I see this guy again. Now... It is um, natural cures, the all natural cures to the worst diseases, secrets that they don't want you to hear. Don't, we do, we cannot let this get out. We'll have population problems all over the world. If people figure out the natural cures to these diseases, we've never been able to find a cure to. It's just it. That's it. And it's in this book. I'm the only one who knows about it because I am Kevin Trudeau and I'm the mega memory guy. And but no, I'm not the mega memory guy. I'm the weight loss guy. No, 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 I'm not. I'm the billiards guy. Wait, wait, no, no. I'm the natural cures to disease guy. Anyways, this goes on and on. He has another one that's on money. It's financial planning for whatever. Okay, (laughs) enough is enough. This guy actually ends up uh, going to jail for 10 years prison because of fraud, absolute blatant deceit and fraud. He got he got hit with a uh, a um, a a many, many lawsuits, but he uh, he got uh, uh, banned from doing infomercials. And somehow, even though he got banned doing infomercials, he was somehow able to put another thirty two hundred infomercial commercials on after he got banned. I don't know how, but Google it. You'll see it. It's unbelievable. Anyways, blatant disregard to even the legal ramifications of what he had done. Uh, went to prison. And obviously, I looked up his net worth is negative $37 million. If you look up Kevin Trudeau's net worth, it's negative $37 million. I didn't know that's a possibility, but it is. So my point is, this is somebody who is absolutely deceitful. But that's a whole nother story. The point of this is you cannot be a specialist in many, many things. You just can't. You are The definition of a specialist is you focus in and you're so good, you're an expert in this area, you're not a master of all things. Yet they contradict each other. How can you be a specialist in this and that and that? I was interviewing a guy for a job. No, I'm sorry. I was uh, trying to hi- hire somebody as, I can't remember if it was a marketing a guy who was was a marketing consultant, and um, he was presenting himself as a marketing consultant. And when I went to his website, um, he was, oh, no, no, I know what it was. I know what it was. 
I was somebody recommended that he speak. He he be a, a speaker that I hire for my for for a company I was running at the time. And uh, I spoke to him and I looked at his website and I'm like, but I don't get it. What does this guy do? He had on there that he was a marketing consultant. He was a personal trainer. He was a financial planner. I'm not exaggerating. He was a realtor. And then there were like three other things that he was uh, or claimed to be. And it was like, what? (laughs) The bottom line is, um, as leaders, you have to make a decision on what you are great at. You can't be great at everything. And bottom line is, when you position yourself that you're great at everything, people assume you're not good at anything. You're real. I just assumed this guy was, you know, a hack at everything because he wasn't really focused on anything. So why are you trying to spread yourself that thin and try to be all these different things? I think leaders struggle with this a lot. Leaders, in my opinion, many many leaders struggle with the concept of saying, okay, they have to be good at everything. They've got to be great at hiring people. They've got to be great at developing people. They've got to be great at the HR. They've got to be great at technology. They've got to be great at operations. They've got to be great at finance. They've got to be great at all these different things. And in reality, no, you don't. That's what building a team is all about. You're much more effective when you can focus and stay in the lane on what you're really great in. As soon as you start to delve into these other areas, You water down your effectiveness in your main core area. And I will tell you, I dealt with this when I was starting my own business, uh, you know, year and a half, two years ago. And I remember thinking, okay, I love leadership. I'm passionate about leadership. Do I put out there that I can do keynotes on personal development and life success and everything, which I can, and I've done many, many of them. And I love that topic. But I started to realize, you know what, what are people going to know me as? They're going to know me as the guy that's, you know, a great keynote speaker, but what is his topic? I don't know. He talks about everything. He could, he could talk about this. He could talk about that. He can talk about goal setting. He could put, talk about emotional competence. But in reality, I realized, you know what? I need to focus on what I'm most passionate about and what I'm best at. That's leadership. Now, does it mean every so often I talk about those other topics? Sure, because I love to. But my business and my brand is all about leadership. That's my niche. That's my specialty. Uh, So if you are a leader that's plagued with that very common problem, you're trying to be everything to everybody. You're trying to be that person that is leading every part of your organization. You just can't. If you can actually step back and say, okay, and sometimes you need your people to help you with this. What am I best at? What do I need to, what's my unique ability? If I'm going to do one thing all day and focus in one area all day, what should it be? Figure that out. That's the thing that you are meant to do. And then hire people for the other spots. Hire people to handle the HR. Hire people to handle the development. Handle, hire people to uh, handle the budget and the, and the books. Hire people that are great because ultimately you're going to get people that are better than you at it. Even though you may not want to admit that, they're going to be better than you are. And you're going to develop an organization that you can scale Guess what? You can't. I deal with leaders all the time that have this problem that hit, and I understand it. You hit a point with your business, your organization just can't grow. You can't get past that ceiling of complexity. One of the issues for that is this very thing. You're trying to be great at everything. You know, Steve Jobs did a masterful thing with Apple. Apple at one point had, and I've got to research, I forget the number, but, but hundreds of different products. They were trying to do everything and be good, if not great at everything. And you can't. 
And what Steve Jobs said is we've got to choose the things we're going to be great at. And you can ultimately put all of Apple's products on one table. Think about that. This multiple, multiple, enormous organization, you could put all their products on one table. GE did the same thing under Jack Welch's leadership. They had all these different business units. And he finally said, you know what, unless we are number one or number two in that market, in terms of market share, in that industry, in that business, we're shutting it down. That meant if some, if a business unit was number three in market share and they were doing, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, uh, long-term care insurance, they shut it down and they did. And that's part of what propelled them to go from 12 uh, uh, or uh, multiplied by 30 times their, uh, their market cap. I mean, under his reign, it was unbelievable. So bottom line is you have to choose what you are going to be great at as a leader, as a company, as an individual too, in reality. Uh, so bottom line is uh, that was put in my mind. I, I saw something that reminded me of this guy. I don't know when I say his name because he's a horrible person, but he got what he deserved um, in any event. But there's a great leadership lesson in that. So uh, I hope, as always, to give you something to think about as a leader. If you're one of those that's just trying to juggle everything, be the master at everything, you're not. You're going to let yourself down. You're going to let your organization down. And bottom line is, you're going to stress level is going to go through the roof and your fun level is going to go down. Your income level is going to go down. It's just going to be a downward spiral. So fix it. And I'm here to help. If you need help, reach out to me. Let me know. I'm more than happy to talk to you about it. As always, I appreciate your suggestions for future topics and guests. And in the meantime, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, share, comment, all that kind of good stuff. Go down below, give a five-star review, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.